Okay, so welcome again, everyone. We've been studying and almost finishing uh, Hebrews. So second session in Hebrews 13, the last chapter uh, of the epistle. And as uh, Darin reminded us last time, it's almost a year. So it's good. It's a good record. <laughs> I did Matthew in a little bit over a year. So if we did Hebrews in, in a year or less than a year, that's uh, definitely something to remember. But uh, I think today is the 35th. 35th episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. That's good. That's good. You know, God is giving us something to talk about. So we can stop, right? We can stop. Um, so again, Hebrews and, and the, the message uh, from St. Paul, as we believe, as, uh, you know, as we said before, some of the new uh, or, or recent uh, theologians do not uh, just leave it as uh, unknown author, but as, as Orthodox, we believe that it's in Paul for several reasons. But again, the idea of uh, looking back and going back again to the, to the Hebrews as far as uh, knowing that they wanted to go and to deviate and to follow other teaching and to follow other ways that can lead them to God other than Jesus the Christ. And I'm saying Jesus the Christ for a reason because we'll discuss this today. Jesus the Christ. So something that's very important and, and St. Paul is actually uh, uh, hitting on that from the beginning, as we said, comparing uh, Christ with the, with the angels, comparing with the, the promise, with the old promise, comparing the uh, sanctuary, the priesthood, and everything, coming into then into chapter eleven with with the the the, the um, uh, heroes of faith and examples of faith, as we said, and this is like if you really want to continue, uh, knowing again that the background that they've been under persecution under tribulation <clears throat> so knowing that if you want to continue want to move forward you have to have that faith and then we talked about the 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 uh, the evidence of faith and then going into chapter 13 which is again um, the actual uh, translation of all the dogma all the faith all the theology into actual life into actual life so we, we talked about this last time and we started with uh again as we said you know starting with the brotherly love if you remember and talking about being uh, uh having hospitality and having uh, um, that uh, that mind and 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 reflecting this into the life of the family and reflecting this also in not being uh money lovers and knowing that uh, be 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 sufficient be content with what you have because the lord said so and so and then we finish that with uh what he says uh, in verse five so we can confidently say the lord is my helper i will not fear what can man do to me right and with that he continues chapter uh, 11 13 which is again the the um, conclusion of the whole teaching and the the very, very, very basics and practical steps of that relationship with God. We'll see more and more of this today as we, 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 we will go on. Remember, just remember, as we kind of divided it last time, we said that uh, enjoying spiritual fellowship is one big title, and then uh, submitting to spiritual leadership, and then sharing in spiritual worship, and then experiencing spiritual lordship. Those are the four things that we talked about as far as the <coughs> kind of kind of dividing the last chapter 
in that in that mindset. The first time again, or the last last session, we talked about enjoying that spiritual fellowship together, all of us together, based on that that uh, brotherly love and how that reflects into everything else. Talking this this section again today talks a couple couple verses about leaders and about actually teachers, not leaders. And we'll see again what is the context of that, and then moving on. To, to enjoying and to sharing in the spiritual worship. What does that mean? And how can, again, that reflects into, into our own life as per what he's been talking to them for the last uh, 35 sessions. So, uh, <laughs> so let's, let's read, let's read from, from uh, seven till 17 or 16 and see uh, what does that uh, is all about. So, Again, Hebrews 13 from 7, and again, we read from the ESV. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by food which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gates in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that, it that is to come. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Grace of God, Father, be with us all. Amen. Again, when you when you read this, you you, you feel like he's all over the place again, right? Like he's talking about this, talking about that, and bringing here and bringing this, the cross and bringing the sacrifice. And like, okay, what what's happening? Why is he all over the place? Why do you think that is? What do you think that is? You know, we talked about the the brotherly love. We talked about not being a loving or money lovers, and then depending on God and, and trusting in Him, and then go on with or he goes on with with the text of today. What, what do you think that is? Like, how, what do you feel from the text itself? Anybody? Just share again. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's confusing, right? Like, what is he trying to say? Okay. Yes. Okay. Taking so Juliana saying that he's taken back again to the basics that that that, yeah, that, that the things we need to remember in order to continue with that. Okay, that could be. We will see more, but yes, that could be. Okay, yes, Peter. Yeah, initially, the chapter starts just about uh, like communal unity. Right? Communal unity, yes. Right, the fellowship. Right here, he's talking more about unity of Christ. Okay. So we unify together. Okay. We unify in Christ. And what better way to think about it than you have, you know, um, 
talking about his sacrifice for us. Okay. So that's another good way to look at it. That as he was talking early on about the brotherly love and the fellowship and the commun community and the communal work within within the people, reminding them again, which kind of coincides with what Juliana is saying, back again to the to the basics, which is again, you know, unite with Christ first. This is the cornerstone. If you if you if you don't unite with Him, you're not going to be able to do anything else. Okay. <clears throat> uh, what else? Anything else? Online people want to add anything or share anything? Okay, okay. So verse 12 is a reminder to continue to look at the, at the cross and be reminded for us and some kind of like a, the, 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 the motivation for that. These are all very good, but let's go back again to the actual flow of the, of the text itself because that gives us an idea. What is he trying to say? So we said that they are Jewish people who converted to Christianity, right? And then because of, of the tribulation, because of the, of the things that happened to them, and people also trying to take them back again and saying that, okay, we can just, you know, still worship God, but not believing that Christ is the Messiah. That's why I was saying earlier, remember that, that Christ is the Messiah, right? So that's big, 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 you know, that's the whole core of the message itself, of the epistle. That's like Christ is better than. He's better than. He's better than, right? So with that, now he's trying to tell them, remember something. In order for us to understand what's the flow of that, we need to understand who is he talking about in verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you, the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life. What does that mean? Consider the outcome of the way of life, way of life not the way of wife. <laughs> Sorry. The, what does that mean? What does that mean? He's telling them that, that consider how they ended their life. Right. So the, the 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 most of the commentators and the commentary about this actually talks that he's reminding them of those teachers that they teach them the word of God, and because of the persecution, they were martyred. They ended their life. They were killed for the sake of the faith. Right. So he's actually encouraging them because again, you 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 wanted to leave Christ as the Messiah to run away from the tribulation, to run away from the pressure, to run away, again, let's talk about this, as we said, talk about this, not in actual, you know, uh, uh, killing of Christians, as just happened to, 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 to the priest in Alexandria, but, but the pressure that we endure as Christians, right, the pressure that we are enduring and we're facing every day, because we are living as Christians, so he's telling them, remember that, you know, we're talking about how to live that life, now you're still kind of shaken, right, remember your teachers, those who who shed their blood, those who were killed for the faith, for the sake of the faith. That's why you say that consider the outcome of their way of life. Like the, the actually the end of the way, the conclusion of the way of life that they, they died for them. And then he's saying, telling them, this should be a encouragement for you to do what as it says in the, at the end of the verse, of verse seven, to imitate their faith. See, so he's, he's giving that, like actually that he's given a living example, as he gave like a like a examples from the Old Testament of the fathers and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, all this. He said, now we actually have another example that is right living within you, between you, amongst you, right? These these teach those teachers who were teaching you and the, the 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 conclusion of their life that they gave their life for the sake of their faith. So imitate them. So as again, it's more encouragement, no more of 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 that that idea all of suffering it's all about suffering this this passage to be honest with you 
all about how to suffer with Christ and how to imitate. If you imitate them, as he said before that in Hebrews 6, imitate me also, right? And imitate Christ, be imitator of Christ, as he said, uh, Hebrews 6, 12, right? So he, he, he's, he's actually trying to, 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 to get their, their mindset on the same purpose, the same point, the same topic that he's been talking about since the beginning. So he's not going all over the world. He's not going just, he's like just pieces from here, pieces from there. He's actually it's kind of summarizing, finalizing the whole thoughts in like, okay, remember, remember those people that who lived that life. You wanted to leave Christ and go follow Moses, go back to the Torah, go back to the circumcision, go back to the sacrifices. So you run away from the, from the tribulation. No, look at these people who taught you that, right? And who ended up giving up their lives for the sake of Christ, right? Does it make sense now? So with that, he goes on, there's nothing more than imitate their faith. Imitate their faith, right? And that's why you see the next verse, which is verse eight. Again, like this is out of nowhere. Like, okay, you're talking about this and then, and then in the middle, all of a sudden, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? So based on what I just explained now, why, why, is, this, why is this verse actually in, in, in the right position? What is he trying to say? Okay. The same God that they were worshiping is the same God right now. It's not going to change. Okay. Okay. That's one thing that, that remember, if you're going to imitate them, remember that they were following Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Right. But another thing also within the text itself, what is it? As he was talking about the tribulation um, that um, that Israelites faced um, um, back in the time, and um, and now it's not going to go away, and they have to. Um, it, it is part of the faith that they will go through tribulation. It's part of the faith that that you know again following Christ, as he said, is to carry the cross. Is not to run away from the tribulation. So, so again, that is the same Christ, right? Okay, that's another thing. Yes, no, thank you. What else? This, the, the problem, sorry, sorry, Dean. The problem with this verse is the translation because it's not going to be under understood correct unless you see that the actual, the way it is, it is stationed and and the grammar of the actual. Uh, phrase in, 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 in the original. So I'll explain this. Yes, Doreen, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that in the next verse, he's talking about the different teachings. So he's maybe trying to tell them that whatever faith that they received first is going to be the same forever. It's not going to change. That's a very good other point. Yes. He, after this, he talks about different teachings. Say that Christ never changes, right? But what is it that Christ never changes? You know, if you look at the actual, actual, you know, uh, 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 parsing the word, the, the, the sentence itself in the original, you see that the emphatic point, the whole point of, of emphasis in, the, in, this, in this structure is Christ, which meaning was like, as it says that, that Jesus is the Christ. So what is he trying to say here when he's, he's putting all the emphasis on that Jesus is the Christ? Christ meaning what? What does it mean? No, Jesus is Savior, right? Yeshua, Yeshua, the Savior, right? Jesus is the Savior. Christ is the, what is the meaning of Christ? 
should know this. The anointed, the Messiah, right? So when he's saying that, that Jesus is the Christ, he's saying that he's putting all the emphasis that his work is the Messiah. This is the one that you are waiting for and you've been waiting for, right? So how come again you are deviating from that and trying to do to go something or to do other things? As you said it before, it was nothing but what? But the shadow of the things, remember that? The shadow of the things. So the whole emphasis in this, in this uh, uh, phrase is the Christ. The, 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 the emphatic, emphatic point of the statement is Christ, right? So he's telling them, when you imitate them, those teachers, and when you remember those teachers who shed their blood for the sake of, of Christ, because what they were holding onto that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah, meaning what? That he is the one who came for our renewal, for our salvation. That's why he goes on in more details after this. Who is that Christ? What did he do? He went out of the camp to be crucified. And we'll talk about this also more. But you see how the flow of the text is here, right? So he's, he's again, you know, he, he, he's reminding them, been talking to you about faith, talking to you about the Christ is the one, he is the better priest, he's the better hope, he's the better uh, promise, he's the better everything. So there is nothing that will let you go or, or think in a different way than that he is the one, right? And again, bringing another very, very, uh, uh, living example to them, those who were teaching them and those who were because of their, of their way of life and because of their belief in Christ as the Messiah, they shed their blood, they were martyred. So imitate them and remember that Christ Jesus is the Christ. Do not, do not go away from this. Right? Now, let me pause here for a minute and bring it back to us. Like, what, is, what does that mean to us? So this is the, uh, the, 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 the reading of the, of the text itself, right? What does it mean for us when we look at this and we read this this verse, which is very, very well known, but usually always taken out of context and, and, and not doesn't have the meaning that it has as you read it within, within the text now. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Or Jesus is the Christ, right? What does that mean to us? When I remember daily that the Messiah is the same, that the Messiah that came for those people is the same one that's coming for me today and for tomorrow, and forever and forever. Yes, Peter. Kind of like the previous chapter, it's saying um, it won't, uh, something that is not shaken. Yes. It just kind of solidifies that and it says that, you know, believing in Jesus the Christ, the faith will never change. It will be right. today, today, and yes. forever. Yes. It will never be shaken. Would never, would never be shaken. And you should not be shaken also, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that that faith, that 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 Messiah who came because of the love of, 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 of God to the people is never shaken. And that makes you also more stronger, right? That because you are holding on to that. Remember, he said this a couple of times again, we have that anchor to the soul that we are holding on to, right? He said, looking at the chief of our salvation, right? He said, he kind of like introducing all those ideas in the past throughout the whole epistle, but now he's kind of solidifying everything again that this is what it is, right? And the only, the only time this will show that you really believe in it when you are holding on to that during the time of tribulation, right? And again, as I say, I always say that time of tribulation, not that we have something, somebody that is threatening you, but when we are under pressure and we wanted to take a decision and which decision are we taking, right? We wanna take a decision that shows that we are 
his children and we are his 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 people or we just take a decision based on whatever that we want to because it's more comfortable for us right so that that's the whole idea here you know again do not be led away uh, sorry jesus christ is the same yesterday and today forever it's not just like a, like a phrase that's kind of like uh, uh, pushed into uh, between the lines between the other verses just because that's what no the, the he, you look at it that really makes makes much much more sense as you look at the whole the whole picture right he's actually again do not forget him as the messiah do not forget him as the messiah meaning again the anointed one the anointed one what does he do according to the scripture my servant anointed one what would he what would he do he will open the eyes of the blind he will make the lame walk he will make the the prisoners free he will make the the those who are in dead will rise again right so remember that not just as a title not just as a theology not just as as the name of christ of jesus as the christ no remember him as functioning in our life as the christ as the anointed one right so and that's very very important because a lot of times we still don't 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 you know grasp that fact or we forget that fact right yes there is god yes we believe and all those things but again as a personal anointed for me that came for me to do all those things and through him i have that power and i have that new life that's what's not quite clear all the time right so here again he's saying i was just reading this you know that that uh, the, the the readers were tempted to surrender their faith and to return to judaism which denied jesus messiahship so that was their problem they're just denying jesus as the christ and going on with anything else but he's telling them hold fast and imitate their faith in jesus as the christ that's as if this is how it reads uh hold fast and imitate their faith in jesus as the christ right so he's 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 putting all the 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 the, the weight of those who, who who died for christ because they were holding fast their faith to jesus as the christ and also you should do the same thing right does it make sense how are you so that's that's the whole idea of this of this verse you know we should not forget the effect of of that in our lives <coughs> as we live and as we we go on with 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 that uh that 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 with any struggle with every struggle with every temptation we're going through with every uh uh, uh hardship that we, we we have to go through that we cannot forget that jesus is the christ right and again the christ meaning the anointed one the anointed one meaning the one that will come god himself will come in order to do what all the prophecies have been talking about since the time of adam fall till now right he is the one that will do everything yes yes go ahead julian so the question from julian is is verse 7 and 13 kind of connects to verse 40 and 11 which is that he prepared for us a better right that they cannot be completed without us that's that's very that's very good point julian yes yes definitely because there he's saying that you even those people who were the the, the heroes of faith but they're still waiting for you to imitate them to be 
that we all be complete. And here he's saying the same thing. Remember those who, because of their faith, gave their life and remember to imitate them and imitate their faith as we said that they believe that in Jesus as the Christ. So yes, it's all the same, the same line, the same line. And, and this is also what's encouraging for us now also in order to, to continue with that. And then he goes on with, 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 with another, you know, again, not another, but I think it's more uh, of the same thought, you know, because of that, because of, of you are imitating those who, who, who gave their lives for their faith in Jesus, that Christ, you need to imitate that also. How can you imitate that? How can you live that life? How can you uh, go on with that? Again, he gives them another piece here beside what he said in the past, which is another very, very important principle in verse nine. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teaching. Number one, be careful, right? Not anybody that says anything you can follow. You know, again, the teaching is again, that basically, he is the Christ, right? He came for our salvation. He came in order to give us a new life, right? We are born again with him and, and all those, you know, that that what we need to live. But then he, he, he kind of in, continues in verse nine with a very, very, very good uh, principle. If I may say like a very spiritual, very good spiritual principle. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. It is good for the heart to be strengthened by Grace. What does that mean? Yes, so abide in the truth, right? Abide in, in, in the one and only truth, right? Mm -hmm. Not abiding in what does he mean here, but not by foods which have benefited. Number one, earthly things. Mm -hmm. But he, he, he's actually pointing at something a little bit different here, not just by earthly things. Because after this, he goes that that you know the sacrifices and the animals and who can eat and what can not eat again remember that they were trying to go back again to the ritual judaism right which what can you eat what cannot you eat what you cannot eat you know the sacrifice you know this part goes where this part goes where. so he's trying to tell them that following all those rituals will not going to strengthen your heart right but what will strengthen your heart is the grace of god and the truth and the word of god himself right so those things that you can know with what to do with them that knowledge of things is not going to strengthen the heart, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it speaks to us right now also because we can know everything, we can know all the rituals, we can know all the knowledge, we can know all the theology, but again, without the grace of God, this is not going to strengthen anything, right? It will be actually more, more of, of us to, to, to be puffed up and to be, as he said before, right? To, to think that we are something, mm -hmm. right? So he is saying that, that, that be careful. Number one, be careful who are you following, right? These people who shed their blood because they were following the actual true faith that they received from, from the time of Christ himself, right? And because of that faith that Christ is the Messiah, they were able to, or they were ready to give their lives for that. Now you need to imitate them in their life and in their faith also that you cannot forget and you cannot find another way that Jesus is not the Christ, or you're just believing in Jesus as whatever, as a person or a, or a, or a teacher, right? And that's by the way, since I'm talking about this, this is a very important point for us also, because a lot of times without noticing, and you tell me if this is right or, or wrong, you know, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times following Christ without noticing, we feel like we're just following certain kind of teaching. We're just a good teacher, good, good principles, right? 
love this and do this and be cheerful and be giver. But we forget the core of the whole thing, which is what? That he became a man in order for us to become like him. Mm -hmm. See what I'm trying to say? So a lot of times without noticing, we just try, we, we find ourselves just following again rules. As he's saying it, but again, he's saying that 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 will never strengthen you. What will strengthen you is the grace from inside, that the work of God and the word of God and the grace of God that will affect and strengthen the heart. And that's why it will reflect, as you're saying, as the fruit of the spirit after this. You see what I'm saying? How 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 often do we find ourselves going into that mindset? We're just like following, you know, we're trying to be a good Christian. We hear this a lot. I'm trying to be a good person, right? Is it just about being a good person? There's a lot of good people. A lot of good, good people are not good Christians or good good people. Yes, or not Christian. Yes, <laughs> whatever he <you> said. <laughs> right? It's very important. Because the whole idea, again, especially for us as Orthodox, the whole idea of the incarnation is just, not just to follow a good teacher, but to have change in nature, right? That's why he came, took our nature, that he can re, re, restart that again and, 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 and uh, restore that again and elevate that nature again to what actually is better than the original, right? So be careful with that because a lot of times I think we're just going with, with, with things and just, okay, we're just, you know, we need to follow the rules. We need to follow the commandments. But there is much, much more than just following the commandments, right? Remember when we're talking about the better promise, right? They said, okay, we will do, right? When Moses came down from the mountain, remember this? And, and, and told them, okay, here are the commandments. Do this and do this. And okay, the, all the people said, we'll do, right? When you look at the new promise in, in Jeremiah's, the Lord said what? I will give you a new heart. You know, mm -hmm. I will change you. I will be your God and you will be my people. Right? So there's something much different here, which is God's work in our hearts. Right? And that's what he's talking about here. That, that you will not be strengthened. It is good for the heart to be strengthened by the grace of God. And we, when we talk about what is the grace of God in, in one summary, what is the grace of God? In one word. Love, okay. Could be. What else? What is that grace of God? That one grace of God. Salvation, Salvation in, in, in what way? Be more more in, in how he came and like you know, got crucified to take off all our sins and the ones that we're gonna do And then what happened after this? What is the, 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 the consequence of that? Not just we're saved, something that's very important. That we became his children, the adoption. That's why in the in, at the end of any service, we say what the love of God, the Father, and the grace of why the grace of the most begotten Son? Why grace is related to the Son. Have you thought about that before? He said it how many times you heard it? <laughs> Love of God the Father, the grace of the only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, right? Don't go in peace yet. But uh, <laughs> but but why is the grace related to the Son, not to the Spirit? Because of 
Adoption, exactly. Because being the son gave us, he became what? Firstborn among brothers, right? So through the son, we became also children. He is by nature, but we are by adoption, right? So that's why when I said the grace of the only begotten son, because that grace is that we are, we became what? His children. We can call him father, right? Okay. That, that's, that's, so, so what Rihanna is asking is the expression that we use sometime of, of visitation of grace, right? It, it's not in that context. The visitation of grace, we usually say like, okay, you know, if, you, if you're praying, for example, or, you know, certain, certain uh, time of your life, and you see that the spirit is actually visiting you in a way that you start to, 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 to feel more connected, for example, or, for example, God will allow somebody as you are praying to, to have tears, to cry, for example, right? Or to feel that idea or that, that, that not just feeling, but the actual totally disconnected and, and you are into it more. Like, I have no idea, you know, how long I've been praying, for example. Or, so those, those moments of, of, of what we call the, 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 the visit of, of grace uh, is, is what God allows us to experience as glimpse of the glory, if I may say that, right? Through the Holy Spirit in us, through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. That goes back to the concept of adoption, definitely, because because as we are children, he poured, that, that's that's Romans, right? He poured his Holy Spirit in us who cries in us, Abba, Father, mm -hmm. see? So the work of the Spirit is what will make us allow, allow us to understand and to realize that we are his children, right? So the Spirit cries in us, Abba, Father, right? Mm -hmm. So So yes. So here in, in this section, again, he's, he's saying, that's what he's talking about, right? That again, imitate them who were, who were ready and able to shed their blood and to give their life for the, for the sake of their faith that Christ, Jesus is the Christ, right? You do the same thing, you imitate them, knowing that Jesus is the Christ and who is still and remain the Christ yesterday, today and forever, right? So his work in us is that. And based on that, that's what should strengthen your heart. Right? That should be strengthened. Don't strengthen your heart by just following rules. Again, following rules is good. I'm not saying don't follow rules. But, but the following the rules becomes the actual, the, 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 the consequence of strengthening the heart by the grace. Right? And that's what makes difference, again, between, we're just talking about this in uh, Wednesday in the, in the book club, you know, the difference between uh, obedience uh, because it's necessity or because it's a virtue. Right? You can obey because you have to obey, right? And the example that was given in the book that the soldier has to obey the, 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 the officer during war, otherwise he will die, right? But for us, we, 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 we come into that obedience and we are obeying as a virtue, as something that's coming from inside, not as necessity, not as I have to, right? Even though it can start as I have to, which is totally fine. In the beginning, I have to obey even though I don't know what I'm obeying, what I'm doing, you know, but I have to, okay. I have to push myself to pray. I have to push myself to read. I have to push myself to, to, to do certain things, right? But the end result of this, again, is not to continue all our life that we have to. Yes, we're still struggling. I'm not saying that we, the struggle will continue forever. But as we are struggling still, we'll have that kind of, 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 of um, um, Cultivating, that's the word I'm trying to use, cultivating the love in order to, to obey as a virtue, as something I want to do, right? right? And that's what he's saying here again. Do not 
For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by food. Again, food's here, but by, not by obeying the rules of what to eat and what not to eat of the Judaism. So uh, this is not gonna do anything to you. But what will do the actual transformation, actual change is what, when the heart is strengthened by, by the grace. Right? And here again, the grace, by grace, which is mean again, understanding that I am a child of God, right? And I am, you know, I have that new nature. How can I preserve that? And how can I really live as, as I am new, right? And leaving the, 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 the old is gone and everything is new again, right? Knowing back again that the cornerstone of this section that Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Christ, right? Jesus is the Christ yesterday, today, and forever. Right. He continues to do his work as the anointed one. Right. Yes, Peter. Yes.
what good did that do us? Are you following me or not? Right? If I'm called in to be a child of God, but you're still minor, well, that doesn't do me any good. There's no difference. That's what he talks about in Galatians. There's no difference between the minor and between the slave. The verse reference Galatians. I think it's Galatians 4, I believe. Uh, yes, 4.1. Galatians 4.1. If you read it for us, please, if you have it. So there is no difference between the slave and the heir because why he's still minor. Although he is the owner of everything, right? And that goes on after this, that you are, right? You were known by God in order to be. The thing is we take that step back on our own because of our wrong decisions, because of our uh, whatever. We don't want to be grown up. So we make that decision and make the mistake in order to go back again to be what? To be minor. Because again, the minor has no responsibility. So sometimes it's easier to live as a minor, right? I don't want to be grown up. I don't want to be full responsible person. I want to be a minor. Okay, but you, there's no difference between you and between the slave, right? It's a beautiful concept. And I think that's kind of, you know, still, you know, as we said, Hebrews and Galatians are very, very parallel. Galatians is the same concept, but to the Gentiles, Hebrews is the same concept, but the, to the Jewish people. So you see that there is parallel between here and there. So when he says again here that do not, the, it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. He's talking about all those things, right? When you are strengthened by grace, then you live as a grown-up heir, right? Son, because you are strengthened. Again, the same idea which he talked about before, that we can strengthen to, 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 to take the solid food, right? right? As grown-up again, as grown-up again. Same, same, same concept in Galatians also. Does it make sense? It's very important. And it's very important to us to understand this and to live that. Because again, a lot of times we, we, just, we just go with the floor. Just like, again, we, we don't know what we have and what is ours. And because of that, what life we should, we should live, right? As, as grown-up who are strengthened by the grace, not by the rituals, not by the food, which have not benefited those devoted to them, then, then we, we, we're, we're refusing that life that he's given us, right? And we're not able to imitate who we, what we should imitate, right? And then he goes on into more depth with the same mindset again. So he's saying again that <coughs> the heart should not be strengthened by anything other than grace, right? For anything else doesn't, doesn't really benefit those who are devoted to them. See, again, devoted to them kind of explain what, what the food is. Because you won't say devoted to, to just the food, but devoted to, to, to observing the rituals of the food, right? So being so devoted, but in the wrong way, you know what, bad news, it's not going to help, <laughs> right? And we can see people who are very, very devoted, right? But to rituals, right? Or to rules, or to whatever there is. But he's saying that devoted to such things without being strengthened by the grace, it doesn't, there's benefit, right? So what is the, what is the, 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 the proof of that? He start to take, take their mindset and build on it the mindset of the 
cross of the Christian. We have an altar, right? Because they are saying that we should follow the altar of the, of the sacrifice and the Moses uh, things and this and that. So you know what we, again, the idea of better altar back again. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. What does that mean? What is he talking about here when he's saying we have the altar or we have an altar based on the flow of the text and what he talks about later on? What is that altar? It's essentially he's comparing the altar of God to the tabernacle. Because I'm very confused by this too. We have an altar to which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. Yes. So, it, I mean, isn't it kind of understood that those who serve in the altar partake of the altar? So then would okay. they not have a right to eat? Why wouldn't they have a right to eat? Unless he's comparing the old. Okay. New, okay. Right? That's, 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 yes, that is confusing. So let's take, take, take it step by step first and see what is he talking about first? What is that altar? We have an altar. What is that altar? Who, what is that altar? Based on the, on the let, let's read the text itself again, because that will explain. For we have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. Let's put this aside for now, we'll explain. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. Let's put this aside also. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> okay, look at 12. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. So saying that the food doesn't do anything, the sacrifices doesn't do anything, your altar doesn't do anything. We have an altar that is, again, better. And that altar, what happened on that altar? Christ shed his blood. So that altar is what? Where did Christ shed his blood on? On the cross. Right? So with that, you go back again and say, okay, those who do not believe in the cross will never benefit from that. So those who are still serving the tabernacle and don't want to get out of that mindset and believe in Christ, Jesus, the anointed who offered himself on the cross, they cannot eat from that. They cannot benefit from that. Right? See? Yeah. yeah. For the, we have an altar from which those who, are, who serve the tent, meaning those who are still stuck in the mind of the Old Testament, cannot have the right to eat. Because you have to believe, you have to know that this is actually for me, right? It's not the sacrifice, it's not the Old Testament, it's not the blood of the animals. But now we're talking about the blood of Christ himself, through which we were all what? Purified, right? See, you understand now what, what, what he's talking about? Because again, they kept, he is trying to push them again from the idea that there is another way other than Jesus, the Christ the anointed one, the one that came for, right? So he's saying that, okay, people died for that. You have to imitate that. Know that the only way you do that is when you actually strengthen your heart by the grace, by knowing that you are children of God, right? By having God work in your heart and then change the inside, not the outside, right? Don't worry about the what to eat or what is legal, what is illegal, what is good, what is bad, what is halal, what is haram. Don't care about that, right? Because once your heart is strengthened, you should be able to discern, should be able to identify, I don't want this and I don't want this, right? As adult, as grown up, that you have everything and you have the right to actually to, to, to discern and to use what you have wisely, right? Mm -hmm. 
Why is that? Because we have that altar, the cross that the Lord himself shed his body and blood on the cross for our purification. Not like those who are still stuck with the tabernacle and the altar of the sacrifice that they're not going to benefit anything from that. It was, again, the shadow of the things. So now you have to forget about this and you have to follow the real one. Right? Does it make sense? Have no right to eat for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So here again, he's, he's kind of actually summarizing what he's been talking in like four or five chapters ago about the high priest and the sacrifice and the better priest and why is that, right? But he's saying something also here that is also instructions to us and to them. The idea that, that you know, from the Old Testament that the, the, the sacrifice has to be burnt outside the gate, outside Jerusalem, right? And we say that also the tradition and the, 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 the scripture said that Christ was crucified outside the city in, in, in Golgotha, which is outside the city, right? So he's telling them, if you want, back again, if you want to imitate him, you better do what exactly as he did. Going outside the gate, what is, what is the meaning of that? He said it here. When he says in verse 13, therefore let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. So by going outside the gate, but again, what does it mean in, in a practical way, outside the gate, outside the city? They're going outside what, 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 is, what is comfortable for us, right? Yeah, you have to follow him. He was, he was crucified outside the city as an unknown, right? As, as all the, 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 the shame, right? And that's why he said that you should also bear the reproach he endured. So trying again to encourage them and to tell them that do not run away from your faith and do not just take the easy way and go on and follow certain rituals and certain rules because this will save you and denying Jesus the Christ, right? So part of that is to go with him outside the gate as he was enduring the reproach. So carry that reproach as he did also. Does it make sense? So, so, so uh, analogy that go outside the gate as he did outside the gate and was under the shame, under the, 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 the reproach, follow him, follow him, even if it means on outside the, the city. The city, as we always say, again, we said this before, the city is always the security, the establishment, right? The, the settlement. So go outside the city, right? Get out of your comfort again, get out of what you feel is, is you trust in, right? What get out of where you are hiding? Where is your secure place? Because you need to get out and, and, and bear the reproach that he did as a nobody, right? As nothing that was, was even crucified outside the city, right? So he's trying again to encourage them to that mindset and to tell them that this is the only way. If you want to follow Christ, you have to follow him outside the gate. Right? Not as you imagined that he is the king of kings sitting on the throne in the middle of the altar of the temple. Right? And that's, that's exactly for us. Because a lot of times we need to follow Christ what? in all the glory, in all the blessings, in all the giving, in all the good time. Right? But to follow him and bear the reproach outside the city, no, this is too much for us. We can't do this. Right? 
So he's saying there is no salvation without that. There is again being being adult and being the heir. You just you know you follow your father in order to enjoy that, right? So he is saying that in that in that way also that uh, therefore uh, in, in twelve again. So let's read this again and see if does it if it makes sense now for the for um, from starting from from verse. Uh, 10, one more time. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. So understand this now, right? We have we have the cross and we have, you know, this is what we are given. And if somebody is still serving the tabernacle, there is, you know, let him be. <laughs> and then for the, why is that? Because for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. And here's the reason again, that that sanctification will never be other than by the blood of Christ himself, right? If you remember the, the, the classification that we did, that, uh, that we said uh, it, it, it would be uh, sharing the, 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 what did we say? Sharing the spiritual worship, right? Which is what he's talking about here. Sharing the spiritual worship, the training with him. If you want to follow him, if you want to worship him, follow him outside the city, right? Follow him with the reproach. Don't just take it easy. You know, whatever feels okay, whatever my body wants. I don't want to push my body to do anything. I don't want to struggle with anything because it's it's hard. Just take it the, the easy way. Just maybe follow some rules and follow some yes, do's and don'ts, and I'll be, I'll be okay. It's like, that's not going to be it, right? That's what he's talking about here. Because he went, he did this for in order that we are purified by, by his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For, for here we have no land. And back again, what you're talking about, please. Back again, the same thing. Why is all that? For here we have no lasting city. But we seek the city that is to come. So that's again, that's why we're able to go outside the gate. That's why we should we should uh, uh, bear the reproach that he endured, because all what we're looking at is what the city that is to come. The city is to come. Through him, then let us continually offer up. And then, okay, so how can we do this back again to reality, back again to practicality, right? How can we continue to 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 do that? How we can continue to be? Uh, 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 longing for the city to come, how we can go always outside and meet him outside the gate and bear the reproach by what he is, what he is like the, 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 the beauty of that, right? Exactly, the liturgy, exactly. The liturgy, the life, living the life of praising, the life of prayer, right? Again, you can follow rules, you can do whatever, but it, if you are really strengthening your heart by grace, the outcome will be that kind of worship, right? Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name, right? And that's what he said. No, I, you know, this is, this is the sacrifice I want, right? Is a true worship, true praising, praising the fruit of the lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So he brings it back again to the level of brotherly love again. After all that complex and, and, and not understanding, getting lost with, with all the text, 
he, he, he kind of watered down at the end to very important two concepts, which again offer the fruits of the lip of the lips, the sacrifice of praise. And, and you can talk about this forever, to be honest with you, how we can really have that acceptable sacrifice of praise, right? How can we really praise him? Again, remember that this after you've been strengthened the heart by grace, right? Because then the grace will purify the heart. Then, as he said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So see this now? Then, then whatever comes from the mouth will be an accepted sacrifice of praise. Because the heart has been strengthened by, by the grace. And I think it's a very good, good, if I may say that, kind of like a measure, right? If we are really concerned more about the food and the rituals, or we are really basing our relationship based on that, strengthening the horse by grace, right? Because you'll see that that reflects on those two main things, right? Offering a praise of sacrifice, sacrifice of praise, and doing good and sharing what you have with others. What Peter was saying is part of that of the liturgical service is praising God all the time, right? We always you know, glory be to God and we praise God, right? And sharing is sharing the body and blood of Christ that we are all together. We're all members of the body of Christ. So, so, and that's again why also that's a good good point, Peter, because a lot of times when we struggle with with benefiting or connecting to the liturgy is because if you take it backward, you see that with that why, right? The heart is not strengthened by, by grace, right? We're just doing things. So the heart is not pure. Then I'm not able to offer a real sacrifice of praise. I'm not able to share with others. So if I'm, if I'm still have, and that's exactly what the Lord said. If you cannot, you cannot come to the altar and offer something while you are fighting with your brother. Leave your sacrifice and go, right? That's the same, same, same concept. I feel like St. Paul sets it up too with, with you know, the, Verses before it talking about, you know, keep all holy through his own blood. Right, right. Yes, purified by the blood. Exactly, exactly. But again, you won't purify by the blood unless you agree to go to him. See here, it says not he's coming to you, although he came to us, but that, that go to him, meaning what you have to, you have to seek and you have to pressure and press yourself and, 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 and make sure that, that uh, therefore let us go to him outside. Because you get that image or that vision of it's something very uncomfortable, right? Let's go to him outside. Don't, do you mean that he's not with, he, with me here? Yes, he is. But going outside is the mental understanding and the spiritual understanding of leaving and enduring, right? The reproach, the reproach, right? It's beautiful, beautiful text, beautiful texts. Chapter 13 is amazing, you know, just... Uh, Again, all the, 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 the teaching and the practicality of it also. And the simplicity. Again, it's simple, right? When you look at this, okay, so all what you want, God, is to offer you a sacrifice of praise and do good to those. In, okay, yes, sure. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> but again, it's not that easy because in the midst of that, you have to follow, right? And you have to bear the reproach. And you have to imitate. And imitate those who gave their life. So it wasn't just an easy thing, right? You have to actually fight to the end, as he says earlier, that you haven't fought till blood, right? That's what he said earlier in the same, in the same uh, epistle, right? So it's, it's something that's very, 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 very 
uh, important for us to understand it and to take it really and to apply it and to pray with it and to know exactly. Again, I think big part of what we are struggling with is not knowing what should what we should do. Like we don't have the the manual. <laughs> like again, there is, it's very easy to get confused and just okay, follow the rules. Okay, that's fine. But following the rules, does it really purify the heart? No. Actually, it makes us more guilty because we can't follow the rules. So it makes us more distant because like there is no point of this. Right? But so he said, try back to what you said, Juliana, try, go back again to the what? To the basics. The basics that, that the blood of Christ purifies, right? That strengthen your heart by the grace, not by anything else. Why? Because we have that altar, which is the cross himself, that God himself offered himself and shed his blood for our purification. Therefore, we can offer the sacrifice of the praise of the lips. Beautiful, beautiful text. Are we stopping at 16? Yes. Just put the brakes on. <laughs> well, then we'll leave us with one still. It'll be perfect, actually. So that will give us next, next week. <laughs> next week, we'll finish that and maybe do like a summary of everything uh, and, 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 uh, and practical tips with that, how to move on with it. Yes. Because again, yes, the, the, the next few verses are beautiful also, very beautiful. The great shepherd, right? Moving on from the great high priest to the great shepherd, which is actually the same because the high priest is in a way shepherding his flock, right? Yeah. Okay. Any points or comments or questions before we uh, disconnect? <laughs> Discussing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's why I want to stop here. <laughs> yes, yes. I think to 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 be very practical again. Uh, you know, it's it's the idea of of pushing ourselves, and I think it's beautiful going or stopping at this or studying this as we are approaching also the Holy Week. It's very, very beautiful. Very, very in line with, with everything else. So as a practical, you know, steps as we are, you know, finishing the, the, the last week of the Lent and going into the Holy Week is how to can we, like, what does it mean for me to go to him outside the camp? What does it mean? You know, maybe something to each of us can, can think about and pray about and uh, what does that mean? How can I really go out and meet him? out of my comfort zone, out of my uh, level of, of, of comfort and, 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 and satisfaction. Knowing with, with what he, he's been saying before that do not be money lovers, for example. You know, just a very simple, very simple uh, exercise. Again, not, not, again, it's not about food, but maybe very simple exercises, maybe during the past two weeks, if we're used to, and it's all just to trigger the mindset. Again, it's not about the food. But if we're not used to to abstain from food or drink in the morning, for example, let's let's add something. You know, if you if I'm used to take my coffee at ten or nine or seven, eight o'clock in the morning, maybe push it for an hour or two. Right? Again, it's not about the food, but it's the mindset that by doing this, okay, if I am able to do this, like what else can I do? Right? How can I push my thoughts? How can I push my my myself to pray more, to read more, to do good more? Right? But we need something tangible in our minds, in our hands, in order to push us to that mindset. So maybe start with something like that. You know, again, if you haven't fasted at all, maybe just start with, with okay, let's fast. Like, you know, why not? Two weeks. Right? If you've been fasting but not being pushing yourself for kind of some kind of, of abstaining from food or drink in the morning, try it. Why not? Again, get out of the comfort 
that we are used to and just taking everything simple and everything clear. Nothing gonna happen. Nothing gonna happen. You get some headache because of the coffee, that's fine. You know, I, I go through it. <laughs> if I don't have my coffee, like my, 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 my head is gonna explode. But you know, you, you push yourself, you push yourself. And, and you see, again, I'll, I'll repeat it again. It's not about the food and drink, 100%. But you see the concept itself of by doing this, that, that yes, you know, it's, 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 this is what he wants me to do, to go outside of the tent, to meet him, go to him, right? Outside. So maybe some kind of just maybe practical example, and based on that, you can can link things together. What you've been talking about is just push yourself those two weeks to 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 do something a little bit different, uh, and and see how that kind of actually help the mindset to be on the right mindset. For then you come come Holy Week, you see that actually I'm actually meeting him outside the camp to bear the the reproach. It becomes very beautiful when you actually apply what's there with actual service, actual worship. A lot of times people like, Abuna, I don't know how to benefit from the Holy Week. Well, that's why we don't benefit from the Holy Week, right? Because we were just totally disconnected from the whole meaning of that, right? So it's a, it's a good, good practice, good, good practical step to take it as we uh, start the Holy Week and have that mindset of meeting him, going to him outside the camp. Good? Okay, so we'll end with 37 sessions. That's very good. 37 is a good number. 36. 36? This is the 35th? Yeah. So 36 is a good number. <laughs> it's going to be like nine months. Exactly. Like nine, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, so Friday, God willing, again, will be uh, the last Friday of the Lent. We'll finish that, maybe get some overview of everything. And then next Friday, would be the the Good Friday. We won't have definitely uh, anything. So that Good Friday is the fifteenth, um, the twenty second. I'm sorry, and then we'll be back. We'll be back the 29th of April. I'm not out of town. No, I'm not. No, 29th. So, so 29th. So tomorrow. Ne next. <laughs> yeah. So this coming Friday, God willing, a week from today, we'll finish and then we'll take one week off and then be back again the 29th. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your uh, words, Lord, that are really, truly full of life and full of spirit, Lord. That we pray, Lord, that you can give us that grace, Lord, to strengthen our heart by your grace, Lord, that we move on, Lord, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, Lord, meeting you, Lord. Uh, outside the camp with, with uh, all what that, what, what that means. Lord. You're giving us the strength, giving us the power, giving us the, the vision, giving us the direction, Lord. giving us the joy, even if we're uh, enduring the, the reproach and the shame that you endured, but, uh, but you're filling the heart with the joy, with the grace, with the peace, Lord, being united with you, Lord. Praying for all my brothers and sisters, Lord. Praying for those who have no one to remember them, for those who have... Uh, uh, don't have the opportunity to, to listen and to hear and to take, Lord, your words uh, to the heart. Lord. To talk to everyone, Lord, by different means, by different ways. Reveal yourself to everyone, Lord, that you, you can move the heart and change the heart from heart of stone to heart of flesh, Lord, to, to glorify your name and everything. Hear our prayer and supplication, Lord, for prayers of all your saints in your name. Hear us in praising our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Lead us up temptation, but deliver us. The power, the glory.
May the love of God, the Father, grace was only begotten, Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, with you. Go in peace, peace be with you all. Amen. I'll quiz you again next week. Thank you, Bona. 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 Thank you Bona.